0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, the latest episode of Birds vs. Boys, we could say, because we have kind of lost track. We're like close to 200. So we appreciate you. Um, If you have not yet, please subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're listening to this, uh, or if you just found this clip on, on Twitter. Head over to YouTube, smash the subscribe button. Our subscribers are going through the roof, and this is where a bulk of our content has been going. Aiden has been doing a phenomenal job with short clips talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. I have a new clip that is just going to drop about the top three Dallas Cowboys under the microscope in 2023. And this is going to be the format that we're going to be doing a lot heading forward. Short clips, um, me talking Dallas Cowboys, Aiden talking about the Philadelphia Eagles, us together uh, talking about both of our teams and the NFL, and then some short, really impactful interviews on there as well. So, Aiden, um, you know, I begged. Do you want to beg too? Just tell them. Click the
1: Yes, please, 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 please. We have families to feed. Kevin has a kid. She needs to eat. He's painting the room. Someone's got to pay for that paint, so subscribers have to go up so that our families can eat. Rent's not cheap these days. He's got the girl dad shirt on. So, you know, that I'm not lying. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and I think what we're going to do as well is combine all these into an audio episode as mm-hmm. well so that we have it there. And then one day we'll randomly say it's 200 and be like, all right, congratulations. We made it to 200. We'll have a party. <laughs> we'll have a party. Which we'll I, just choose a random day.
0: I would say probably with all the short clips and stuff, we're we're pretty damn
1: close to 200. Oh, we're over If not 200. over. Yeah, we're yeah, I think we're well over at this point of the 200. But oh, well, you know, we'll we'll, we'll choose a day and celebrate.
0: And since it's 2023 and we know people's attention spans are not as long anymore, we are going to hold ourselves to shorter episodes, right? We we sometimes tell ourselves we're going to do short episodes and then we're an hour and 27 minutes in and producer wants to kill us. So we are going to hit you with good content uh, in short spurts, right? 20 minutes here, 25 minutes, maybe a 30 minute max. Um, But that, you know, that's about it.
1: There's only so many ways I can praise Jalen Hurts. After a while, after so many 20-minute videos, it all starts to sound the same. 20 minutes, one hour. I can can only rave about the Georgia defense for so long before it becomes white noise. So I figure eh, 20 minutes is good.
0: All right. Well, we've already uh, wasted two minutes and 30 seconds here. So I think we got to get into the content. Um, So I will let you start um, because, well, we'll just say, Eagles finished further than the Cowboys last year, so that'll be the the flip of the coin. You can go first.
1: Sure. Okay. Draft over with live stream. Awesome. Georgia. Awesome. Good at defense. Players from their team now on our team. I am. Uh, so this is kind of funny. I'm excited for some based on OTAs, and I'm worried about others. Uh-oh. Um. And you you will appreciate this one. So let me start with my concern. Because if you are new and you're listening to this, you're going to say that is the dumbest take I've ever heard. Kevin, you're going to understand what I'm saying. Okay. There's a report that came out that said, Jordan Davis has made massive strides from last year to this year's OTAs. And when you hear that, you're like, oh, massive strides. That's a good thing. Everybody should try make progress at work, right? It doesn't have to be think. just pertinent to football. If you make massive strides at your job, that's a good thing. Here's the problem. <laughs> Their work office is on Sundays in the fall. So if you're making massive strides in OTAs, that's like the equivalent of you and me being like, oh, they were on time at 9 a.m. this morning. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not quite the same. Uh, I don't need to see massive strides in OTAs when they're playing against dummies and they don't have pads on. It concerns me that you make massive strides and there's nobody that's blocking you. I need to see it on a Sunday.
0: How? Uh, what is a does the massive strides just mean like he knows where to line up now
1: or he's not 800 pounds okay see that's what concerns me like what massive strides could you have made in springtime football with shorts on and the eagles which i like are notoriously lean in their practice schedule they keep it light to avoid injuries so what do you what strides have you made that it's so impressive and you guys aren't really doing that much?
0: He was able to do eight drills instead of five this year.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And listen, everybody knows who's been here before. Jordan Davis was my guy last year. I wanted him. I think he'll be very, very successful. It's just so funny. The opposite. You'd hear massive strides and be a fan of him and be like, okay, that's awesome. Yeah, great. Um, no, no, no. That's not how my brain works. I mean that that alerts me that there were strides that really needed to be made. Yes. and now we're making them in OTAs. Okay, so we'll see how that one goes. And then, yeah. Do you agree though? You see where it coming from? Yes, the, I I, yeah. I
0: completely understand the concept of your nervousness. Now, it's, I I think it's ultimately a good thing, right? Like you said, yeah. you want to continue to get better. He's obviously getting better, and he but. I will say he also, I don't want to say that his rookie season was a disappointment, but it, it, it didn't have, it wasn't what the hype was of the first round mm-hmm. pick, but he had the injuries, right? Um, yeah. And they also just had an unbelievable defense where it was hard for a rookie to get on the field at times, but you also did see um, the run defense, how much it was better when he was on the field early in the season. So, uh, you know, uh, I would love to, you know, be a fly on the wall in the defensive line coaching meeting with Sirianni and be like, and know what these strides exactly are.
1: Yes. Okay. Exactly. That, me too. So, and like you said, he was effective when he was on the field on Sunday. So I don't, I don't know what these master strides are. And then pretty much effectively, he didn't lose his spot. Cause this is a team that rotates through, but they just had more guys that could play by the time he got back because He literally and figuratively was a massive hole when he had that high ankle sprain and wasn't in there. They bring in Sue, they bring in Linval Joseph, and then there's not as many snaps to go around. There's not those big strides to be made that there are now. So we'll see with him. Uh, I've made it six and a half minutes without mentioning the Sixers. This is the problem. I hear massive strides in the offseason, and I think of that fuckface, Ben Simmons, putting out those edited videos of him pretending to have a jump shot in the summertime. And now I can't ever like believe that an athlete is actually having a good off season and the, just train that you can. And that is, that
0: is me from the Cowboys perspective with the damn Ezekiel Elliott training videos in the off season, in the last three years of him just going, <laughs> dodging trash cans <laughs> and like just dancing like this. And everyone's like, Zeke looks fire. I'm like, he's dancing past a trash can. Let's see what happens when Indomin Sue is in his face.
1: Yes. And also, you say this all the time, and I agree. If you hear the term best shape of your life, you're, uh, you're run. done. Run. <laughs> you're done. Run for your life. He's never, never he's never, never been quicker.
0: Yeah. Best shape of his life. He's been <laughs> grinded. It's it's like uh what's his name? Uh Bone for the he accidentally put on 45 pounds. <laughs> yeah.
1: 15 pounds of muscle. Hey, you had to walk on pit today, so it counted for something. There you go. It, you, you hear those things, you're like, hold on. Yeah. What was wrong before that you had to do these things? Yeah, exactly. Everybody in the best shape of their life. Remember when Cam Newton went vegan? Like, how it's <laughs> supposed to solve anything? Like, no, that, that's not helping.
0: <laughs> you know what's really funny now, right now? And this has nothing to do with anything that we're talking about, but this is what happens on our show. I'm looking out my window at my next door neighbors. They have had um, a. De- car detailing service that comes to your house and washes your car they've had two of their cars done um, it is now uh, eight twenty-three. these guys have been here since three o'clock and they like foamed the car like it, intense and now it is just
1: massively downpouring outside <laughs> is it really it's not <laughs> raining here we don't live yeah. that far apart
0: on <laughs> their the perfectly four hourly oh, washed car.
1: yeah that is that is funny i i mean I don't know your neighbors, but uh, it's, it's always funny when people them put a lot of effort in, and it's like they spend their money yeah. on something like that. It's like boom, downpour. But I, my one neighbor, I, I told you about the guy who just like cut the tree down because yes. pollen and leaves were getting on his car. Yeah. yeah, so I hope it rains on his car every day because it's the most insane thing. Um, <laughs> back on track. We're trying to stay on track. Uh, one other OTA thing, two things, but they're tied in together. I said all that stuff about not buying into the hype of like a quote about a guy who's in the best shape of his life or has made massive strides. I watched one rep of Jalen Carter hitting the, the sled. And I'm like, Oh boy.
0: <laughs> he got bought in. I'm in. Listen, listen, I've seen that as well. I've seen that with Jalen Smith. Calm down. Right?
1: Yes, I know. It's so bad. I can't help myself. I get too excited. I did like that. Josh sweat came out and said like, I'm glad that these guys are here because they got a championship pedigree. They act like it around the locker room. That's what I need. I want guys who come in and kind of understand what the goals are here and it's winning. It's trying to compete for a championship, trying to constantly win the division and just having that mentality on day one really helps. You know, you could teach them talent things and technique. You can't teach that to just have that like championship mentality coming in. So that was a quote where I was like, all right, that I can actually buy into. And there's proof to back it up.
0: Talk to me about this, this offseason hubbub about um, Derek Barnett. I saw a tweet like, not giving up on him, and, and Darius Slay retweeted him like, my homie's going to absolutely go off this year. It's like,
1: easy though. <laughs> easy though. <laughs> Is he, though?
0: <laughs> I completely, I didn't even realize he still was on the team, to be honest. Uh,
1: right, yeah. He got, so, all right. He was one of my players under the microscope for one of the YouTube shorts that we did. You did three for the Eagles, or three for the Cowboys. I did three for the Eagles. Derek Barnett was number one. Because, like you just mentioned, sometimes you forget he's on the team. He got hurt in week one, tore his ACL, didn't play for the rest of the season. They almost See, set not realize I
0: Didn't even know he tore his.
1: Yeah, and also, he was like bad vibes alert the year before. He's the only defensive end in the history of the league who you were actually concerned when he was near the quarterback instead of vice versa. He would get near them, and you'd be like, "Uh uh-oh, bad things are happening. Do (laughs) you see another defensive end of yours near the quarterback? You're like, yes, they're doing a good job. Him? No. So could he come back and be effective? They need him to. It's a position they care about so much, and they rotate through defensive end, and Brandon Graham's a year older. But I've just seen too many years of just dumb penalties. Mm -hmm. The coach doesn't even trust you. You have the soundbite of him saying it's always him with the penalties. I, I don't know. Like, could he be something? Yeah, it's a contract year, it's saving his career and getting him another contract. So, yeah, he could be effective. Am he's I going to put a lot of weight into Derek Barnett? No.
0: <laughs> and last thing on the Eagles before we, we hit to the Cowboys quake um, DJ Fluker. I mean, I saw it on on Twitter that, you know, I mean, he, he's kind of been one of the storylines of the offseason. If you, mm-hmm. if you, are an NFL uh, nut like we are following, you know, the shape that he's gotten into. Um, and the here we go again. Best shape of your life workout videos that are coming out there. <laughs> oh, no.
1: <laughs>
0: and now he's in Philadelphia.
1: Oh, yikes. <laughs> this is bad You're timing. But I, yeah, I was going to say, this is like a comedy sketch where you, like, bring something back at the end of your skit. Best shape of his life. I'm in. <laughs> but on a serious note, I would be in because he wouldn't make, you wouldn't need him to make an immediate impact. And I like that we have this foundation. Mm -hmm. And when you have foundation, you try to find cheap depth pieces pieces. And I think he would be that like, if he turns into something and he's played multiple positions on the offensive line, I think he would be good. They have some young guys that they're developing. So if he played this year while they get Tyler Steen ready, you know, that's not going to bother me at all. Or Cam Jurgens, where does he play? All of these things. So if they bring him in and he's a depth piece, they did lose multiple depth pieces. Like Andre Dillard's gone. Say Malu left. So yeah, if you want to bring him in and he's a backup and uh, if he has to make a start, you can kind of trust him a little bit. Yeah, that's fine. But that's what good teams do when you already have that foundation. And you're, if you're a team relying on him day one, you're in trouble. If you're a team that's like, yeah, we might need you for a start here or there. Okay, that's a little bit different.
0: So, and and this kind of perfectly leads into the Dallas Cowboys. And the Eagles bring in DJ Fluker. That's such an Eagles thing, right? That's that's what good teams do. Where the Cowboys, like, they have an offensive line depth issue right now. This is a guy that is in the best shape of his life. So they should bring (laughs) him in.
1: (laughs) He's made massive strides. People don't realize this.
0: (laughs) But in all honesty, like, okay. Why not bring him in for a workout, right? Why not see what he has? Because the Dallas Cowboys have, like I said, issues on the offensive line, right? Let's let's walk through this, Aiden. So right tackle, right? Terrence Steele tore his ACL towards the end of the season last year. You know, <laughs> they have said he has been making... Massive strides in his recovery. Oh, and no. he, de- he, he He does look good in off-season uh, workout videos. So We are excited, But we still don't know if he's going to be ready um, for week one or, or when. And, and, you know, we see how some guys look after an ACL surgery, hence a Michael Gallup last year. You know, I know it's a much different position, but a lot of it's mental too, right? So we'll see how, you know, how he plays. You could use... A guy behind him that, you know, Um, then you have your guard in Zach Martin, which has, there's been rumblings about retirement. Uh, You know, he's going to play this year. He's going to play at a high level, but you know, you need a, you need a plan there. Tyler Derbiada at center. I think he's got a pretty much stranglehold on this, but then your left guard left tackle. What the hell is going on there? Right. Tyler Smith was the, the first round pick last year, played very, very well at left tackle. They had him in at left guard a little bit. But then Tyron Smith, after tearing his hamstring, came back, played a little right tackle, you know, didn't look great. They re-signed him, right? They restructured. But we don't know what's going to happen. Are they going to stick Tyron Smith back at left tackle and put Tyler Smith at left guard which I think is somewhat of a progress stopper, right? We we saw the rookie at left tackle, we saw how well he played. It's it's time to let him continue to grow at that position of need. Mm-hmm. Um, but that puts a hole there at left guard, right? Because Tyron Smith is not going to play left guard. He would be your swing tackle. But we also know, and I don't know if you know this, Tyron Smith has not played a full season during Dak Prescott's career. Really? Well, I, I think did not it was two 2000- thousand 15 was the last time he played him an entire season. So we know he's going to get hurt, right? So, you know, they, they brought in uh, Chuma Adoga on the on the, the uh, free agent deal that I think he has a chance to start at left guard if they decide to put Tyler Smith at left tackle. And they have Matt go, and, you know, they brought in TJ Bass um, from Oregon as a rookie. You know, they got uh, – who's the other rookie that they signed from uh, – let me see here. Alex Taylor, they have Bostic, but like, it's a position of need, right? And it's a, it's a, it's a offensive line was the reason why they were the team they were in 2016. How many times Aiden, in the last three years have I said, this is not the 2016 offensive line. So this is the type of guy that I would love for them to bring in because like you said, he doesn't need to be a starter day one. If he shows up and he's balling out and he can start great. If not, he's a depth piece. Perfect but that's what good teams do.
1: Yeah. I, I, same thing. Low risk, high reward, hopefully. Although I think it's a little bit more of a pressing situation, like you mentioned on the offensive line for the Cowboys and the Eagles, but the same kinds of logic applies. It's like, all right, this guy has experience. He is exercising well to put it one way. <laughs> he is strong and healthy. So, why not at least give it a shot? You gotta plug something in there. And he seems like he's all
0: in, like wants to play. So Oh yeah. So we'll yeah. see. We'll yeah. see. Massive
1: human being, by the way. Couldn't believe those videos. Oh
0: god, huge. And that's I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles just have a boatload of just massive humans uh-huh. on both sides of the line.
1: Seems to be um, working, by the way. Yeah, I mean, just I, crazy how the math works.
0: Go big or go home. As the as the kids say. The the kids these days. um, And then some things from OTAs. I mean, it, you know, not a ton happens in OTAs, right? Big strides from no, guys.
1: You can uh, make massive strides. Yeah, I don't know yes what you can.
0: <laughs> but I was just, you know, happy to see like guys like too small. And like, I'm super excited to see him on the field. You know, how they can line him up, right? I would love to see him put him out in the slot a little bit. Um, seeing him wearing number 42 is a little strange. I don't really love that for a running back. Yeah. No,
1: that's bad. But
0: Ugly. I, I mean, he wore 22 in college, can't wear 22 here. Um, but maybe like, Why not? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there have been people on Twitter like petitioning for to let him, you know, okay, let's easy. I'm a Deuce Vaughn guy. I like him a lot, but he's yeah. a six-round pick. Let's, and he's, and he's 5'5. Let's just, let's, let's pump the brakes and see what he can do a little bit. <laughs> um, and then, like I said, how they're going to work the offensive line. And I'm really interested mostly in this entire offseason to just see what this offense is going to look like in terms of the running game um, and and these weapons, right? We really need to see these other receivers start to step up. And and this is when, when it has to start happening, right? A guy like Jalen Tolbert who basically had a red shirt year last year as a, as a rookie besides a massive, massive offsides penalty in overtime in green Bay, which again, why the fuck was he on the field? Um, that was his biggest moment in the entire season. Got him, like, <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, up basically 21 points in the fourth, and they lose it. Imagine if they had won that game, where anyway, we digress. Um, <laughs> guys like Semi Fahoko, who always seems to be a big uh training camp guy, makes massive strides every year, and then you know, gets hurt or, or doesn't Classic. show up, and then a guy like Michael Gallup, who I don't know if you saw this last week, fully admitted that there there were some mental hurdles and issues that he was going through last year. Is he going to have a bounce back season? And it needs to start now.
1: We thought that, right? There was a point where they were like, Oh, he'll be back soon. He's like, I'm not close to being back. Yeah. We called that very early on last season. And that basically he was the not as close. Like, He's as good. Saying. Yes. We called that very early that there was something he was not ready. So that makes sense. And I would trust him more than some of these other
0: guys. 100%. And I, I I like that for a guy to come out and say that, that, that put, that helps me put more trust in them. Like, okay, I'm good with that. You know what? You admitted it, you went through it. And he, he said like, I'm happy every day. I'm at the facility now. Like I'm ready to ball. So, and, and we know the type of player that Michael Gallup can be, and they Mm -hmm. need him to, to stretch the field. I mean, we saw what happened. T Y Hilton immediately became their, their number two wide receiver when they signed him. And that's just, you know, Third and thirty, baby. Third um, and
1: thirty. Dude, I have nothing to complain about last year, but I'm still gonna complain about that the whole day. I die.
0: I'll never forget. It was Christmas Eve. I was upstairs feeding my daughter her bottle, and I had the phone on uh, the game. And but everybody downstairs, all the Eagles fans, they were the game was ahead of me, and I heard yes, and I'm like, damn it! And then they stopped them, and then I was like, I heard now. I'm like, oh my god, are they gonna convert this? And then I saw
1: it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I will never get over <laughs> that play.
0: Uh, but that that's pretty much it that's going on on you know, this this is the, the slow time. I mean, once we get closer and closer to, to training camp, I mean I am I'm excited about the rookies. I think Mozzie Smith really does have a chance to to be molded by Dan Quinn and Dayton Urdy Erden. Oh my God, having a brain fart on the, the defensive line coach, but DA. Um yeah. I think I think he's going to make strides he is and he i mean whether you like it or not he was i think a division pick too right he was a he was a pick to help stop the philadelphia eagles running game and those those you know those and you have to do that sometimes so do they take him maybe 10 spots too early maybe but they found their guy they they filled a need and they went and got him so i have enough i can't hurt him for that
1: yeah and you know like sometimes you you take a guy a few picks early Sometimes a guy who's getting mocked to you at ten falls all the way to thirty, and you take him. It's just you know the, the the roll of the dice that is the NFL draft. And sometimes you take a thug at nine. It happens. Uh first of all, no, he hit the sled hard. It's over. Hall mm-hmm. of Famer. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: oh how, oh how quickly we forget when it was Cowboys bring nothing but thugs in. Now how the oh how the turntables have turned.
1: No, 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 no. Jalen Hurts is a saint. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. That's all I got because we have an interview now um, that if you're listening on audio, it's going to be connected to this. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, uh, like this video, comment on it, and then click back and and click on the interview and then watch that. We appreciate it.
1: And if you subscribe, it just goes to the next video. It's crazy technology in 2023. So you get both and don't have to lift a finger.
0: So easy. Uh, So we are doing an interview now with uh, Stevie from Cowboys Due Diligence on Twitter. He has a great following, has great insights on the Cowboys overall. So check out that interview. And Aiden, just tell the people one more time what they need to do before we get out of here. Subscribe to the YouTube, please. That's it. I don't even have time to take a sip of my tea. (laughs) Easy money. YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, we are there. Subscribe to all, like to all, comment on all, and tell your friends, tell your family. Birds vs. Boys Pod. It may sound like it's just for Birds fans and Boys fans, but it's not. It's for all NFL fans. And hey, maybe we're going to do some live streams soon. Maybe we're going to be out at some bars soon. You can come party with us. We'll let you know. Thanks for stopping by. I don't know why I said that. I've never said that before. All right, Aiden, it's time for another one of our A-plus interviews because that's all we bring is A-plus here on Birds Versus Boys. And it's, Aiden, one of my favorite, not only Twitter followers, but Twitter, I guess, you, I don't even know how to say the word, like, interactionists. Like, uh, <laughs> we interact in DMs one-on-one. We have a Cowboys group. The content that Steve puts out is just is A-class. So we've been we've been back and forth, right, trying to get him on the show. We, we're going to have him on right before – I think it was the draft and then just like stuff was going nuts. Um and it and it didn't happen. So uh now here we are right around OTAs and we we bring uh I like to call them Cowboys due diligence because that's just what I see on on my Twitter. It makes me laugh every time I see it. But it's it's Stevie J. What's going on, man? How you feeling?
2: Oh man, I'm feeling good. Uh, you know, post draft and kind of that month in between draft and and kind of things starting, you know. I know they got rookie minicamp and everything, but uh kind of starting to come out of a little bit of a dead period, you know, a little month long dead period. And so then it gets popping a little bit more in June. Like you said, OTAs get going at the end of this month. And then next thing you know, Cowboys are in Oxnard, California. And that's when things really start to heat up. It's it's like
0: when July 4th hits,
1: summer's over. And then it's just, it's training camp time.
0: Exactly.
1: (laughs) I know you're a baseball fan, but, and I am too. But after a while, it just starts to drag and you just get that urge for football season.
2: And, you know, like basketball is kind of the same way. But baseball, once you get past almost like that first series, you're like, all right, we've <laughs> got a long way to go, baby. You know, I'll, I'll see you in September. But, yep. uh, you yeah. know, for football, we, we, man, any it, little tiny thing, we eat it mm-hmm. up. And, you know, there's there's just such a hunger year round you know, that's why we get so into the NFL draft is because it's, we get to watch a lot of guys that maybe we otherwise hadn't, uh, wouldn't have seen. And, uh, you know, it makes us feel smart because we get to analyze these players and we get to say what we think about them and then they go to another team and we never even think about them ever again. And so, well, our opinion didn't matter in the first place. So, but it's a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm just glad it's starting to get cranked back up.
0: It, it is so true. I mean, we literally spend three, four days watching teenagers work out in boxer shorts, basically, and how high they can jump and how big their hand size are. And we're like this. Like, oh, tell me yeah. how fast was that? I put it it's... differently,
2: but sure. <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> but it's yeah. true. All right. So you,
0: the NFL draft, like we said, and I, I wanted to get your opinions because that's why I want to have you on around draft. But now... You know, we're a month out, um, like you said, since the draft. But I, I just want your honest opinion of the Cowboys draft best, right? Obviously, they went Mozzie Smith 1. Aiden and I were talking. It might have been a couple spots too early, but hey, they identified their guy. They identified the need. And they went and got him, which I have no problem with. So just talk me through a little bit of, you know, what you thought of uh, of the draft overall. And, you know, any uh, diamonds in the rough that you that you were happy about. Um, yeah, let's hit that up.
2: Yeah. So uh, the first night, I think one thing that has been a little bit different here with this current regime leading the Cowboys is they keep things a lot tighter to the chest, a lot closer mm-hmm. to the chest. You don't really know. It was hours leading up to the draft in 22 that we just started to hear Tyler Smith's name. And then yep. they one up themselves this year because no one, I mean, you you might have liked Mozzie Smith and been like, hey, this guy, you know, this is a possibility. That's kind of where I was at on him. Same. Is like, yeah, I like him. If they took him, like I'm not I don't think they would, you know, and that was kind of everyone's thought was they haven't drafted a defensive tackle in the first round since Russell Maryland in nineteen ninety one. Wow. Why would that guy really be on my who I think they would pick yep. list? And so when they picked him, I just had a big stupid grin on my face, man. Like I, I really appreciated the pick, uh, whether it is what I would have done or not. You know, Joey Porter Jr. was still there, Nolan Smith was still there. I, yeah, I see.
1: I <laughs> was grinning Nonetheless,
2: but nonetheless, uh, I really liked the Mozzie Smith pick. You know, the last three playoff losses for the Dallas Cowboys, they've given up 550 rushing yards, and so. That's something that definitely had to change. It was a little bit better this last year in this playoff game against San Francisco, but yeah, it's been really ugly. It's been something Cowboy fans have wanted to prioritize and uh, finally they address it. So as far as the first pick goes, I loved it. I I I absolutely loved it.
0: I I was right there with you and we were doing a live stream and I was, you know, I was like, all right, this has to be Nolan Smith, Nolan Smith, Nolan Smith. But Aiden and I were talking about it could be Mozzie Smith. Right. And that, I would okay. Be, be okay. And it was and I was like Nolan Smith. And I was like, Mozzie Smith. And I was like, you know what? I'm good with this. And then, and then as more time came on, I'm like, I, you know, and you hear him speak, the type of guy he is, all of it, the intangibles. I think Dan Quinn's gonna gonna do wonders with him. I really do.
2: Yeah, and you know, just an incredibly strong guy, and you still got Jonathan Hankins, Oso Odigizua, all of a sudden that's a position where you know, you feel you can be really, really stout there. Of course, things like injuries, you know, Mozzie Smith is a rookie, you know, you have to remember. And so, you know, there, there can be things, but with the contributions from Chauncey Golston, we'll see what uh, Fihoko, the fourth round pick, what he's able to bring. They want to move him inside and play a little three technique. So yeah, it's a, it's a spot that has guys at the top that you can count on. And then that you have bodies that you feel can contribute, so that's a that's a good place to be. The diamond in the rough that you asked about is, I mean, is it? Does Deuce Vaughn even count as a diamond in the rough? Because if nah, you're talking was- about if you're talking about your typical sixth round pick, it's going to be a guy maybe you've never heard of. You know, who studied Israel Mukwamu you know, in 2021, I don't know how many people would claim like, oh, really, I dug in on this guy, you know, so a lot of times we don't know. But in this case, getting a guy like Deuce Vaughn in the sixth round, I think a lot of people feel like that is, you know, a diamond in the rough.
1: I was going to ask you about him because I saw your tweet where the Cowboys have had late round success and a lot of hits on six round picks, which is man, fantastic. Yeah, yeah and how deuce fawn could be that next guy do you think he's a guy who makes an impact day one and if so where is he splitting carries with tony pollard are they putting him into the slot how do they utilize him so he is that next
2: late round hit for the cowboys okay so a lot of people are you know obviously comparing him to darren sproles coming out of kansas state the size the the skill set those types of things and i think what a lot of people may not realize is Darren Sproles never had a season with over a hundred carries. And so I think that you're going to see that same type. If you're going down that road, you're going to see the same type of usage for Deuce Vaughn. So when you say split carries with Tony Pollard, he'll have some carries, but we may be looking at five, you know, we, Mm -hmm. something like that, Mm -hmm. a game, I think uh, in the passing game is going to be where he's going to be able to contribute the most right away. Of course, with the new kickoff rule being put in place, that's, I mean, they're they're just looking to eliminate that. I think it's pretty obvious. They're just looking to get rid of that altogether. So I don't know what he gives you there. But nonetheless, I think he can contribute uh, just about anywhere from the numbers in, uh, not necessarily outside the numbers, but inside the numbers uh, to inside the hashes. I think he can make a contribution for the Cowboys, whether it's, you know, taking half a dozen carries or so or, you know, in the passing game. So
0: it, speaking of the passing game, right. A lot of people in during draft season mocked wide receivers to the Cowboys early and often um, the Cowboys went out, obviously got Brandon cooks guy that they were targeting last year at the deadline. And they got a better deal this offseason than they would have at the deadline. Um, Michael Gallup, another season, right. Removed from the ACL surgery, Jalen Tolbert, basically a red shirt year last year you know, Fahoko shows up at camp and then, you know, disappears, whether it be injury or or performance. But what were your thoughts of the Cowboys not taking a wide receiver until the seventh round when they they took the rookie from South Carolina?
2: I think something we have to remember is that the board falls to you a certain way and it kind of dictates what you do, you know, unless you're like, man, I I really don't think we're going to get this guy – At our next pick, and you're kind of weighing those options, and you know, you probably have some guys at the top that you're debating and battling with. But what it comes down to is, you know, who's going to make our football team better? And if there's someone else on the board at that time that they think will do that, then regardless of if you feel you need a guy, which they set themselves up to be able to move and pick a different player than a wide receiver and still come out. Okay. And you know that, so it didn't really surprise me. I, I am surprised that the shoon pick, if we're talking about pass catchers, you know, as a tight end in the second round, that was a little bit surprising, but uh, otherwise, yeah, I, I think that they kind of wanted to set themselves up to not have to go get a position that's so important, like a wide receiver or like a corner adding Stefan Gilmore, uh, so I, I really think that they did a great job of being proactive before the draft, utilizing their draft capital to bring in some players who can have an impact uh, without breaking your bank. I mean, they're a little pricier than what the Cowboys are used to going out and getting in the offseason. But at the same time, you kept your high end draft capital to make your team better.
0: 100 I th- percent. I think they're. It's funny. I did see. I forget where I read it, but that they gave him like a C minus overall in the off season. I was like, I, I don't agree with that. I think with the trades that they made and the draft, I would I would give him close to a you know B plus, maybe even a an A minus overall. Um, so heading is this, this is a video that Aiden and I did separately, right? He did the Eagles, I did the Cowboys. So I would love to ask you this question: um, Who are the top three players on the Dallas Cowboys that you think? are under the microscope the most heading into the season and during this season?
2: Uh, I I think a lot of people's first reaction probably goes to uh, Kelvin Joseph is a guy that's going to be high up on that list. I think Jabril Cox is also going to be high up there on that list. And then, you know, you can go and you can go a number of ways uh, because along with, Kelvin Joseph, there is Nashon Wright, Mm -hmm. and so that if I had to pick three, I mean you can go. I mean you can go in a number of ways. Really, you You can can. go. You can go Neville Gallimore as well. I think that that's another guy that if he's
0: even on this team,
2: still if he, you know, that that's you know they went out and added bodies at that defensive tackle spot. So yeah, uh, Quentin Bohanna. You know, mm-hmm. it's another guy, defensive tackle. Uh, yeah,
0: there's a lot. Yeah, I
2: mean, Semifahoko semi as well, Kevante Turpin, you know. Okay, I, I, think it, I think I think Tolbert is safe because okay. he was a day two pick. And if, let's say, Nashon Wright, I think if you look at, you know, he was a top 100 pick yep. and didn't give you anything as a rookie, you know, by any means, and – You know, they kept him around. They want to keep that investment and see if it grows into something to pay off. So I I don't think they would be so quick to cut uh, a Jalen Tolbert. He would have to just have a complete meltdown of a camp. Uh, But, yeah, no, there's – I mean, there's seven or eight guys that you could mention right now.
0: Agreed. Agreed. All right. From
2: guys under the microscope
0: to guys or a guy. Uh, Not on the team any longer, but people now are linking him back to the team. What are your thoughts on this whole, they're going to bring Zeke back thing. What camp are you in? Do you think it's a possibility? (laughs) Um, You know, I've said to Aiden a thousand times, I'm going to rip the Band-Aid guy and let's move on. Um, But
2: what are your thoughts here? I mean, conventional wisdom tells you that it's done, right? That it's over. But I don't think there is a Cowboy fan, Cowboy media member, Anyone who knows anything about this team and the way that Jerry Jones operates, and sometimes he operates from an emotional place. I don't think there's anyone who could honestly say that the chances are zero, mm-hmm. you know, like even if even if they say, I think it's 0.001. I'd be like, OK, you know, yep. I'm with you, but you just can't be definitive about it. And that's (laughs) discomforting to a degree, but also, yeah, I I think that the chances are that point oh oh one that he comes back.
1: Yeah, feels like years ago when there was that rumor that he could sign with the Eagles, and yeah. it might have been three months at most this year.
2: I, I had no idea that was ever. A re- oh, oh, earlier uh when yeah. he was released. Okay, yep. see, yes, yes, I got, you. Yes. I got you. <laughs> that, yeah. That's
1: why so many things happen. You forgot when he was released. It's like, he could sign with the Eagles. And I honestly think come?
0: Ronald Jones is a better running back right now in their careers as a as a number two. I I, I don't know. I'm just I love him. I thank him for his his service but i mean like i said rip the band-aid and let's move on and that goes for everybody man let's just it's time okay we We can talk about it right it's a process but like the only thing that scares me a little bit is now that stefan gilmore wears 21 and zeke did write i think tweeted a couple weeks ago that he wants his 15 back that he wore at ohio state i'm like damn it it's an opportunity now and then i'll just sell more and now you see you see jerry jones like more jersey sales and a different number. <laughs> oh, all right, Aiden. All right,
1: last one from me. Let's dive into the weeds of the NFC East. Okay. This past year, we didn't really get a true barometer test of Eagles-Cowboys. We beat you guys when you had Cooper Rush. You beat us when you had Gardner Minshew. But I don't think the gap is that far between the Eagles and the Cowboys. But what do you think the Cowboys need to do this year to officially close that gap?
2: it the the toughest thing the one that you have no control over and that's stay healthy because one massive concern of mine and a really really large concern of mine is just how many guys who are teetering on the edge that they're still counting on or are coming back from a significant injury I mean you look at Brandon Cooks, they traded for him, but he's had the concussions in the past. You know, how how much did that impact his year in Houston? I don't know, but uh, you have him, Michael Gallup coming back from that injury as well. Tony Pollard coming back from an injury. Terrence Steele coming back from an injury. And then you go on to Tyron Smith, who you know is going to get injured, you know, and on offense, it kind of looks good when you write it all down, but then man, it can come unraveled really, really fast. And then on the defensive side of the ball, you know, Demarcus Lawrence is good to miss three to five games a year. He's only getting older. Mm-hmm. Leighton Vanderesh with the neck. He missed five or six games last year. Jonathan Hankins is getting a little older. He missed a few games last year. And so, you know, there's these guys that are great contributors whenever they're good and healthy and playing up to their potential. But on the same note, you can look and go, man, there's a lot of guys who either have a proven injury track record or guys who, you know, maybe they've been healthy, but they're coming off of an injury that was pretty significant. You know, I mean, Terrence Steele goes down. How does he come back? Tony Pollard goes down. I mean, does he have the same burst? Those types of things. They're valid questions until you see it on the field. And until then, I, I think that I would have to say health is definitely the thing uh, that keeps the Dallas Cowboys close to the Philadelphia Eagles because, I man you you guys stayed up until the end. You guys, mm-hmm. towards the end, you got a little bit banged up, but in large part, y'all were healthy a majority of the season. Maybe a guy here and a guy there, but, you know, there was never the the avalanche of like, man, they're, the injuries are really piling up and that... You know, that's part of the luck of winning in the NFL. And I'm not saying that you guys, you know, did it based out of luck. I'm, I'm just saying when you look at who wins yep. Super Bowls, you know, <laughs> those, those guys, their roster is the healthiest that that exists in the postseason. And that's why, you know, part of why they got there. I mean, what was not the of luck.
0: what wasn't the Eagles like the first team in NFL history to have all 52 guys available for the NFL season or at the, the
1: Super Bowl? I think it was all 22 of our starters from week one were the starters in, in the Super Bowl, which, yeah, again... So, that ain't bad. You said, yeah, I was about to say, some of it is just a stroke of luck.
2: Yeah, and that's involved with every Super Bowl winner, you know? Yep. I, mm-hmm. I think that little bit of luck.
1: And Super Bowl losers. Hold on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Had to throw it in there. All right, last one for me. Outside of the birds and the boys, um, Giants have kind of... They're kind of like almost america's sweetheart right now right daniel jones got his money he played well in the playoffs they're you know they had a nice draft they're you know they're back they got a coaching safe they actually have a gm with the the head on his shoulders and then there's the washington whatever their names are going to be now that they're with a new owner um you know they have a very talented roster right they re-signed deron Payne, but there's questions of the quarterback even though sam howell played really well against the cowboys last year so who do you think is the bigger threat in 2023 for the Cowboys and the Eagles out of those two?
2: Uh, I, I yeah, I do think, uh, I do think that it's going to be the giants, um, adding weapons and, you know, I've bo- I've always thought that maybe Daniel Jones is a little bit better than what people give him credit for. He's just got a a mess surrounding him, Mm -hmm. you know, bad offensive line, not a lot of weapons. They gave Kenny Galladay a bunch of money. He's not any good. You know, they're changing offensive coordinators every couple of years. And, you know, now he's got a little bit of stability there. And the worst thing that can happen for your opponent is for you to have stability. You know, we just talked about the health and how much that means. I mean, it's the same kind of concept. And so, You know, I think that Washington is a little ways away. Uh, They don't know if Sam Howell is going to be their guy, you know, and I don't know what their running game is necessarily going to look like either. We'll see. But at the end of the day, I think that the giants have been getting considerably better, you know, in a rather rapid amount of time. And so uh, I also think if you went and looked at their draft and think about what the Dallas Cowboy fans wanted Pre-draft and going to look at the Giants.
0: That's it. That's
2: mm-hmm. that's the one that the Dallas Cowboys would have wanted, you know. But uh, so yeah, they they've added some some stuff, and I think that they'll be a lot better this year.
0: And we'll see it on Sunday Night Football to start the season, like Absolutely. always. It seems like like
2: <laughs> always. I agree. <laughs>
0: but it's uh, one tiny wrinkle is this time. It's in New Jersey. It's it's not at an AT and T Stadium. So there you go. All right, see, before we get you out of here, let's let you plug away. So, where can people listen, follow, get all your content, all the good stuff?
2: Yeah, so I'm actually about to uh, put out a redraft of the 2019 draft uh, from Fan Sided Sport DFW. I write for them on the side. Uh, my real job is actually a music jock uh, at East Texas Broadcasting. And so that's a lot of fun as well. But you guys can catch me on Twitter, Stevie J, PTX, uh, Cowboys Due Diligence. And uh, yeah, so there's all my things.
0: Awesome.
1: Love
2: well, it.
0: thank you for uh, for hopping on. And we are absolutely going to be having you on during the season, this upcoming season, because that's when it gets a little more heated between me and right the, on, I right got you.
2: underneath <laughs> me, my little puppet here. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Steve. Thank you.
1: Chris Hansen here, and I'm going to need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Burns What's versus Boys. I think you're completely right here. And I hate it. Yep. Stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. Upside alert! Upside alert! I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope Shooting is gone. Up. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in fifteen minutes. Bob, hope. I'm gonna drink bleach. That is? The team you promised me you were gonna be this year. This is the consciously hopeful podcast. I'll be watching.